Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Transconnections Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today's guest actually reached out to me to share her story. I'm extremely excited to have her on. So without further ado, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Danny Rose. I'm from the sunny state of Florida, and um, and I'm so super excited to be here with Alice Addison. And so, hey, let's get this thing started. <laughs> Very nice. Well, welcome on. Uh, I'm excited to have you on here. I'm really excited that you reached out to me to share your story. Um, as I've said on this podcast before, the goal is for people to get the opportunity to hear anybody and everybody's stories. Uh, the more people hear stories, the more they're likely to connect with somebody in some way, and it might help them themselves determine how they're feeling and why they're feeling a specific way. Um, so Danny, one of the things that you had mentioned to me when you first contacted me was that you had started your transition a little later in life. I know I told you I'm, I'm 32 at this point. I started my transition when I was 30 years old. Uh, I felt like that was really old at the time. I know that that's not the case. I'm, I feel like I'm probably one of the more young people at this point with all of the different people I've met um, through social media and such that have started transitioning um, much later than me in life. How did that? How has that been for you, and, and what do you want to share about that? I tell you, this, um, this journey has been... Oh my God, it's been so amazing. I started my journey very late. So I started my journey when I was 48 years old. And I've currently been on, I'm going to say medically, uh, as I've been medically um, going through my transition now for almost a year. So I'm going into my 12th, into my 11th month right now. And I, I don't know, I just can't say enough of um, how wonderful this, this journey has been, has been for me. I, at 48 years old, I thought that, you know, I was too old. And you know what was funny was um, I met a, I, I didn't meet her, but I used to see some of her YouTubes. And, and, and it's this lady named Jackie Rabbit. And she was about my age when she started to transition, just probably a year younger. And we shared so many, so many similar stories that it just kind of just caught me at that moment. Just, you know, and I know that it's never too late, and I've always wanted to tell people that, that it's just, it's never too late to transition. It's never too late to live your true self. Um, just do it. You know, if it's something that, you know, you you know in your heart you have to do and it's going to make you happier, absolutely, go for it. Uh, I have no regrets. Honestly, I really don't. That's awesome. I, I know for myself, I'm the same way. You know, I, it certainly things clicked when I started paying attention to YouTube um, or um, listening to other podcasts, even um, and reading through Reddit, uh, those some of the, some of those places were possibly lifesavers at this point um, for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people. Um, I've never seen Jackie Rabbit. Is that right, Jackie Rabbit? Um, mm-hmm. I've never seen her uh, her stuff. I might have to look that up now, um, just to try and broaden my own horizons. Um, so, how you said you've been medically transitioning for about a year. Um, what has been your experience with medically transitioning? Um, has it been what you thought it would be? Do you wish there were more options available for you? Well, um, I tell you, it's, I, I'm, I was so, I guess I was so such a novice and, in, in actually understanding HRT and how it worked and everything else. And, um, oh my God, the moment that I started HRT, um, I don't know, you feel like this. I don't know how to explain it, but I felt like this instant 
feeling inside that it was the perfect thing, you know? Um, I've noticed a lot of changes in me. Oh my God, if you see my before and afters, if I had time to show you, I would. <laughs> um, the before and afters are, are crazy. Um, my hair started growing out, started getting off thicker, which it was really cool. And I got to make some really crazy designs with my hair. Um, on top of that, you know, it's, it's just the normal things that everybody else hears about. And I didn't want to like make a YouTube channel of, you know, same thing that everybody else says eh, about your skin and this and that, because it's, it's all facts, you know, yeah, your skin does change and, you know, your, your hair grows, you know, your facial hair grows less and, and everything else. And it kind of slows it down, if you will. Uh, and, and of course, you know, you start seeing your facial features change, which that was huge for me. Um, when I started seeing my facial features change and my, I saw, I remember seeing my brother, the first thing that my brother told me was like, he said, you look just like mom. And that's all he says, he says, you really look like mom right now. So he started crying and, and you know, so it was kind of cool because I, I love my mom and, and I'm happy to say that I, I can actually look like her. So it's kind of cool. Um, the scariest moments, how's this? Uh, the moment that my boobs grew, um, <laughs> that was probably like, <laughs> that's probably was the thing that caught me off guard the most. And, um, and, oh my God, when, when they started to grow, I was like, oh, I said, like, okay. And they're so sensitive. And, and Allison, you probably know, I mean, they're crazy sensitive. Mm -hmm. And and throughout this cycle, it's just nuts because you really, you know, it's it's craziness, but yeah. Yeah, I, that, it's, that's so funny because, you know, like you said, you, you thought it was too late to transition when you started, but you have the exact same experiences that I had uh, when I first started HRT. Um, and I mean, I've been on HRT now for just over two years. Um, and I, exact same feelings, uh, you know, immediately with literally within a month, I could feel the, the mental stuff changing and just immediately feeling more at ease in my body. Um, nobody's told me that I look like my mom. I don't know how I feel if they would tell me that. Um, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. It's just not something that I've always wanted. But I also know that like the longer that I've been on it and the more that I've been able to just be myself and, and more confident in my skin, like moving around outside and being me has just been so much easier um, every day. When when my boobs started growing, definitely lots of pain at first. Um, and there are still days where like I feel like I'm going through another little growth spurt. I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're going to be like that for the next week or so. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's I will say that it's really cool to hear I I haven't had a chance to speak to somebody um in your shoes who has started transitioning much later um than me and it's really cool to hear that it really doesn't matter at what point in your life you start hormones are going to work the same no matter what uh and and we're all in the same boat regardless of how old you are we all have the same the same opportunities and the same uh, reactions to hormones um, and how they affect each one of us is pretty much the same. To an extent, now, okay. Share. I could share. I could share a TMI moment if you want. <laughs> um, it's up to you. This is something that I have yet to see any other, except for one girl that I followed. That kind of she posted it the other day. Um, you know, I, I for all the cisgender girls that are out there wondering, you know, what we go through. Um, I do go through a menstrual cycle. And um, it's really interesting because um, I call her Velma and Velma visits me religiously every 25 to 30 days. And she's definitely always on time. Um, so I always I have those same symptoms, you know, my, I have the bloating. Um, I have really bad cramps. I start getting really bad headaches. Um, 
It's just I have a loss of appetite during that time, and it lasts for probably just about five days. Uh, so I feel like for, for those five days, I'm fasting because I, I really don't eat like I normally uh, like I normally do. So, yeah, so it's really interesting. I actually I, I have an iPhone and the Apple Health um, ha- Apple Health has a period tracker that I literally use um, and it's accurate. Uh, I'm so I'm in the same boat. I do have a menstrual cycle that uh, that I can track even with with a, a phone. Um, it's it's that cyclical for me as well um so yeah i totally get that and it's um you know it a lot of my friends when i first started transitioning straight up said well you're lucky you'll never have a period but us like yeah that that doesn't feel that way like i don't have (laughs) some of the messy pieces of a period but i still get the the side effects and the symptoms of it uh so i'm not sure that it's that much better (laughs) right uh, so true. I, I would probably trade the messy pieces for, or trade for the messy pieces for some of the other stuff that I have to deal with with being on HRT, like going through mm-hmm. a second puberty. That's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and oh my God, you talk about second puberty? Are you kidding? I mean, it's like I'm. I'm sometimes I'm just crying a river for no reason, and it's it's nuts. You, you're very sensitive to a lot of things, and. You know, there's sometimes there's stories that I hear and I instantly just start to tear up because I'm just like, I'm, and then I look at myself and say, why are you crying? It's, and it's just, you know, it's, that's just part of the life. That's part of that cycle. Yeah. And, um, it's welcoming. Trust you me. I don't, I'm not saying that I hate it. It's not at all, but, um, but it's interesting how HRT affects your life in so many, in so many different aspects. Absolutely. I, the emotions has been definitely something, um, to take that has taken quite a while for me to get used to um i will say i explain this like my emotional bandwidth if you will um pre-hrt pre-coming out was uh, the way that i always explain it is it was like a black and white 1960s tv um (laughs) and now my emotional bandwidth is like a 4k color tv like a million color option um and like getting used to that and essentially overnight going from black and white to a color tv like it's insane how much all of a sudden i have emotions and being able to express them and learning how to express them like you said like there are moments where literally i might be at work and having a conversation with somebody and i start like getting emotional really quickly and i'm just like i don't know how to like what am i supposed to do right now (laughs) i shouldn't Mm -hmm. be getting emotional right now and then 10 minutes later it's like perfectly okay (laughs) that is me (laughs) all day long (laughs) it's it's certainly a new a new and nice experience uh i really appreciate having the ability to to have emotions um for the first time in my life um and it's interesting to think about like the idea of like toxic masculinity and that kind of stuff and put that into context of uh like just my emotional range before um before transitioning cuz a lot of the stuff that I did I literally did to try and prove to myself that I was masculine so not only did I not have the emotions to be able to show them I just was also not wanting them. I didn't even want to try to have them because that meant that I was feminine and and trying to convince myself that I wasn't feminine, um, which was a full-time job on its own. Uh, Mentally, it was exhausting doing that. 
I agree. Um, I was the same way. Um, it's funny. My wife would always tell me that I'm very dry. She said, "Guys, you're so dry. You're like no, no emotions." Um, I've, I actually only cried once in front of them, um, in front of my wife, and that was when my mom passed away. Um, that was the only time I actually shed a tear, really shed a tear in front of them. Um, every time else, I I have complete no emotions whatsoever. I was always just straight faced. Um, that was again. That's, I always say the military kind of structured me that way when I was in the Marine Corps, and um, and it's just you know they they wire you to not have any emotions just to keep moving. That's I, that. It's so I guess interesting that like a lot of us were like that emotionally distant um dry one of the things very first photo that i took selfie photo which i don't take a lot of selfies to begin with um but one of the very first selfies i took i was at a work function we were doing a volunteer event and um one of the associates that i was working with literally just took a selfie photo with me and the first comment he made after he took the photo with me he had no idea that i was transgender i hadn't come out at work yet um but i had started coming out and i had been on hrt for about a month at this point um, the first thing he said was, wow, look at that smile on your face. And he sent me the photo and I sent it to my mom. And the first thing she said was, that might be the first genuine smile I think I've ever seen in a photo of you. Uh, and I'm 30 years old. She, My mom had never seen a genuine smile on me. Uh, wow. And all of a sudden, I think that was the, the point in her life where she, it clicked like, okay, this is the right path for Allison, and this makes sense for her to be transitioning. Um, all of a sudden, she's happy and able to smile. But it's it's crazy to think about like just those simple the simple act of coming out and the simple act of being able to have HRT or or start transitioning what in whatever way is right for you. All of a sudden, can change your how you smile even um and if you look at people's before and after you said your own you we don't have time to look at it but like i'll bet if you look at your your transition tuesday posts if you will um how different just looking at eyes even like the eyes are such like they're windows to the soul for sure and if you look Mm -hmm. before and after before they're closed almost always and it's dead and all of a sudden afterwards it's there's life in them Right. I mean, I tell you what, you know, you follow me on Instagram, and if you ever look at my my transition Tuesday photos, you'll be like, oh my god, because <laughs> I do I do have quite. I mean, I, I if you looked at my Instagram, I, I do have a lot of pictures up there. Um, I do take a lot of selfies, and um, but I'm so much happier, and I'm and I was one that I wasn't about photo at all, and you know, it, my family could tell you I was the one that I was not. I never wanted to take a photo. I don't have. I honestly don't have any photos when I was in the military. I was that person, you know, that I didn't want to be filmed. I didn't want to, you know, take a picture with anybody. I was, you know, unless you forced me to, um, kind of thing. And, but now, oh my God, whew, girl, <laughs> put me on a photo, take that, take the snap, snap, put me in the, put me in the Vogue magazine. I'm good. <laughs> I, I actually also, I have no photos of me pre-transition that I can find. I have, um, I mean, I'm a photographer, uh, on the side, uh, and I literally have millions of photos on my hard drives on my computer and I'm in none of them. Um, I don't have selfie photos. I don't have photos of me even in front of a camera. Um, and even I, I less photos of me in front of a camera uh, since transitioning. But I still have I have more of them. I'm and it's I wonder if like from a thought process standpoint, like I think so many at least for myself, I hated seeing myself in photos. 
Um, oh my god, yeah. It was like looking in a mirror, and I just never looked in a mirror either. Um, I honestly don't remember ever looking in a mirror prior to transitioning. Uh, I had them in the bathrooms, but that didn't mean that I ever actually used them. And now mm-hmm. I look in a mirror all the time and actually smile when I see myself in the mirror. Oh my God, that's so true. I am the same way. I used to hate myself. I hate, used to hate looking at myself. It's almost to the point that you look at yourself before transition. I used to look at myself just because I had to, like when I had to shave, when I had to do things. And it was like, okay, you got to look at yourself right now. Just get this over with kind of thing. And it's just, you know, you really just didn't want to look at yourself. I, I honestly didn't shave with a mirror. I literally shaved in the shower without a mirror <laughs> because like that was easier to do than looking in the mirror uh, to shave outside of the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I, I wonder if you could see this. Can you see this if I show it to you? See what? Oh, um, yeah, that, that's pretty clear. It's, <laughs> and again, like I, the eyes are very obvious. Um, right. it's, it's insane how much, you know, the eyes are literally the windows to the soul. And that's true. so everyone that I look at when I see those transition Tuesday posts, uh, and I I am probably the worst one about participating in Transition Tuesday. And it's mostly just because I have no photos of pre-transition. And when I started transitioning, taking photos of my, like, documenting my transition just was not important. Like, I, I had other things that were much more important to me. And so I didn't take a bunch of photos of myself. But when I look at those on Instagram, I immediately you can see how much happier someone is that they're being mm-hmm. able, that they're able to transition, that they are transitioning, um, and that they're able to be their authentic selves. Like that's, I think that's, that's the right. most important thing is just being able to be you, uh, and that's right. how much happier people are when they just get to be themselves and do the things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do agree. Um, it's always nice to have um, a good support line. Uh, one thing that I I do and. Again, if you if you ever look at and look at my posts, if you ever read through my posts, I always say there's always things that I write. I, I never leave a post without writing something. And I always tell people that follow me, if girls, if you guys are struggling, if you have any if you just want to talk, please just let me know. I tell them drop drop me a DM. Let me know. I'm always here to listen. I will give you my phone number. If you really if you're in dire need, if you want to talk to me, I will talk to you. I will listen to you all night. It doesn't bother me. And that's what I, I, I just love being able to help others. And because um, I, you know, for myself, um, when I started, I would, yeah, I was in a very dark place when I started and, and I, and I seeked help and I found my therapist. I love her to death. I really do. Cause you know, her and I, we clicked the moment that I walked into her office. And ever since then, she has not only been my therapist, but for me, she has been like my lifeline. And, uh, and I re- greatly appreciate that. That's awesome. I, was very I feel very fortunate when I lived in Texas I had um I got two I had two therapists but the very first therapist I talked to was somebody that I was able to connect with very quickly and um she when she retired she referred me to somebody else and I was really worried that I wouldn't click with the next one and I clicked with the next one as well um and I stayed with her for another year and a half before I moved um to the Pacific Northwest and then um I, I spent probably, I've been here for a, right around a year now, uh, and I spent probably the first six months that I lived up here trying to find a new therapist. Um, and when I was in, I was in San Francisco in January recovering from um, my GCS, um, GRS, I literally 
spent some more time on the computer trying to just find a, a new therapist because I was tired of the one that mm-hmm. I had been seeing for the last month or so. And I found the one that I'm currently seeing, and I feel very fortunate that I found a third therapist that I've been able to click with with relative mm-hmm. ease. Um, I've heard so many horror stories about trying to find somebody that understands you and that you're able to connect with. Uh, and so it's, it is really important. Um, I think for so many of us, but I think that, you know, and it's awesome that you're willing to just chat. I mean, that's, that's how I feel. If you need something, drop me a DM. I'm happy to just sit and listen. Um, I know what it's like to go through those dark phases. Uh, and I've had friends who have dropped what they were doing to just listen to me and let me rant for a little while. And I know how important that is. So having that, having somebody, it doesn't have to be someone, you know, even that is just able to just listen and, and help walk you through whatever's going on, um, for the moment. So, um, Danny, do you want to share your Instagram so people can, can find you? Sure. Um, my Instagram is Danny, D A N I dot underscore one underscore two underscore one. There we go. All right. So, uh, definitely give Danny a follow. Uh, she has some great content. She's always posting far, far more frequently than I do on the trans connections Instagram page. Um, I am not consistent enough. Danny is very consistent with posting and sharing, um, sharing her unique story and experiences. Um, but then also like you heard it here, she's, she's happy to help. Um, if you need to just talk, just, just reach out to her. Um, Danny, is there anything else that you wanted to share about your, your story or anything that has kind of happened for you, um, over the last year or so with your transition? What haven't I said yet? Um, <laughs> oh <God. laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, my stories, it's, it's pretty crazy. I always say, um, I've been through, um, this, I'm on my third marriage. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, I had two failed marriages, um, throughout this time. Um, I have an amazingly amazing, a wonderful, super huge family that loves me and they, every single one of them shows so much support towards me, which that's really like the best thing in the world. Um, and my wife, uh, I got to honestly give her so many props because I'm hoping she'll, she'll see this podcast when, when a few, when it airs, but it's very true that if it wasn't, you know, for her standing by and just being my number one support, I don't know how this, you know, transition would have went. Um, it was, you know, she, her and I, we have such an amazing bond and just for her to, her just be able to say, you know what, I still love you no matter what. And I, and, and that means the world to me, uh, for us to still be together and, and still go strong and, you know, still be who we are. That's, that is an absolutely amazing story. Um, I, I, I said this before we started here today, but I, I think that it's amazing that, um, that you're able to have that relationship with somebody and it not just gets stronger, um, but deeper as well, uh, throughout your transition and, and become more meaningful even, um, which is an amazing position to be in for sure. Um, I think one of the recurring themes that I've had on this podcast so far is just that everybody is always afraid of sharing who they are. Um, I think all of us have had, had at some point in time before we started coming out to people, a worry or a fear. And I know that I talked to my therapist many times about how I was going to come out to, um, a specific person, um, or a group of friends, um, or even my family. 
And it was definitely a very scary thing, but the thing that I seem to have found out found the most is that most of the people I came out to were extremely uh, supportive of me. And I've said this on a, a previous podcast, but you know, the people that matter don't care, and the people that don't matter care. Uh, and that's the problem. Uh, or the, the advantage, the people that don't matter, if they do care, then who cares? They don't matter. Um, and the people that do matter to you, they don't care. But, you know, I, I, it's kind of funny, you know, I, when I started my journey, uh, of course, you know, we, I think for the most part, most of us girls, we, we always start off socially. And, and, you know, you hit something on how to communicate. And it's everyone communicates differently. And for me, I found it. I found that the best way to communicate to at the time, the best way to communicate was by either text message or by writing a letter. And that's how I did it in the beginning. And it's so funny because I hear it is almost a year later. I'm at that point that I'm such like an open book that I would literally just talk to you about my whole life. And I and it doesn't bother me. You know, yeah, I might cry at certain points because there's some things that, you know, I might that kind of touchy. But for the most part, I am like an open book. And if you ask me, I'm probably pretty much going to answer it. That's awesome. I am trying to get to that point. I feel like I'm much more of an open book than I used to be. Um, I still am very guarded with whom I tell um, about who I am and and that I'm transgender. Um, That's probably going to change as soon as a podcast starts getting really starting to to get out and people that I know Mm -hmm. start watching it. Um, But at the same time, like, I, I think that it's really cool that we have people like you who are willing to share those stories and share the, the experiences um, and share that it's while it's scary, it's perfectly normal to be scared and you really have nothing to worry about at the end of the day. Um, you're going to be able to find somebody to support you. We all have been able to. Um, it's just a matter of being patient until that person comes around. That's true. And if anybody, I don't know if I could plug this, but if anyone ever, you know, looks, needs a therapist, um, one of the places, like I found my therapist through a place called, um, through transpulse.com. And that's how I found my, my therapist. And I just plugged in, you know, um, therapists, you know, that are LGBT friendly and the list came up in my area. It was just crazy. And I don't know, something about her face really just drew me to her and I called her. And, and when I tell you I was in a really dark space in a dark place when I called her, I was really, I was really bad. And she actually was like, um, Danny, come see me like today. I said, okay. And, and that's basically how I started my journey with her. That's, you know, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I had never heard of, mm-hmm. uh, transpulse.com. Um, I literally found my therapist by searching LGBT therapists near me. Um, there's mm-hmm. a couple of different, um, like nationwide websites for sure that, that provide information. Um, but, I had to do a lot of legwork to find one that um, I felt uh, was comfortable enough working with a transgender patient. Um, so it's nice to know that there's a couple of websites out there that are trans-specific even um, to help find mm-hmm. those those therapists. And there's more and more now, especially, I mean, we live in a day and age of, um, because of COVID, where people have gotten better at uh, online stuff. And so like my therapist live is literally her office is two and a half hours from where I live. Um, and I will never go visit her in person. Um, we do online sessions only. Uh, and that's awesome that I, it's, uh, as bad as the year has been, it's nice that something positive has been able to come of it because it means that 
it it's easier to get some of that help now than it used to be um if you had to go into an office and there was no office nearby it was a lot more difficult to do that and now um it's so much easier to be able to find somebody that you click with and that you can connect with um because while they may be hours away they're only a couple minutes away online that is true yeah and um you know as far as doctors and whatnot i i I belong to a place called Metro Inclusive. Um, oh my God, I can't say nothing but the best things about those folks there at the, at, at the clinic. They're amazing people. Um, so, you know, Metro is really big here, in, in, especially in this part of Florida, which is, you know, Tampa, the Tampa Bay District, the Tampa Bay area. Um, and if any of the girls that live in this area are looking for like, you know, someone that's, that's going to help them, not just give them meds, um, that's the place to go. Is, is definitely is the place to go is Metro. I, I will say I have spent, I, I live in the Pacific Northwest, West, which is considered a very progressive part of the country, um, and finding medical health care that is easy to work with has been quite difficult, actually. Um, in Texas, it was super easy, uh, but that was also, I was recommended to go somewhere by a therapist, um, who, so I, I will say that I was very surprised how difficult it was to find um, that kind of help here. Um, there are certain, certainly places that I've been able to find it now, um, and find us a, a, a doctor's office that I do really appreciate working with. Um, but definitely if you're looking, um, you know, make sure you do your research and, and listen to places like, you know, this podcast that might have some different ideas where different people are going. Um, there's also a lot of websites now available for, that are nationwide type websites um, as well. Um, I haven't worked with any of them, so I don't know how mm-hmm. how good they are. Um, but I know that there's enough of them that it's worth doing some research. And I'm one person that I always tell you know a lot of the girls ask me a lot of questions on on Instagram, and they a lot of them DM me. I've actually became very close friends with one of them. Um, she was, you know, she really needed someone to talk to, and and then her and I just became great friends. And she didn't live far from me. Um, I actually went to go visit her and, and her and I just, you know, we spent a couple of hours together and I just let her, I just listened to her the entire time. And, but one thing that I always tell them, I said, don't ever self-medicate. I, I don't like that. I don't believe in self-medication. Um, there's so many different resources out there that it will help you and get you into the, in, into the right, you know, in, into the right steps and getting it done correctly and just self-medicating is not a way to go. Yeah. I think that that's probably really good advice. Uh, there's, you know, like I said, tons of online places that can really help out. Uh, and I lived in Texas and there were places even in Texas that were able to help me get, um, get medical help, um, with regards to hormones and HRT. Um, and so if, if places like Florida, which is also considered a much more conservative, um, state and even has some anti-trans laws that are trying to get passed or were trying to get passed, I don't know if they did, but, um, they're trying the you know if places like that can still have um you still have the ability to do it there's no reason to be trying to get uh to self-medicate i understand that it can be expensive um and going through that route um can definitely sometimes make it more much more difficult but there's also lots of other ways um and lots of these doctors offices have um different ways of helping you get it still even if you can't afford um the full prescription mm-hmm. cost 
and that will be Betro. They do that very well. I tell you, I, I, I don't know if you knew this or not either. A lot of, you know, a lot of folks don't know this either, that plant parenthood actually helps you, mm-hmm. um, with HRT as well. And a lot of folks, you know, they're like, what are you serious? I say, yeah, they're just not a place for an abortion. Okay. That's not, it's just, that's not yeah. it. They do it's a not lot. a place to get condoms. You know, it's not a place to get condoms, but you could actually talk to a real doctor and actually go on HRT there. Yeah. So yeah. They do a, a whole lot more than just just abortions um they mm-hmm. they are very much a, a a big big healthcare provider in general um for a lot mm-hmm. of different people who may not have the ability to get healthcare other in other places so definitely a good place to go um if if that makes sense to you uh, definitely do your research figure out all the different mm-hmm. places we live in a day and age where research is just so easy to obtain um spend 10 minutes on google and you'll be able to get enough information <laughs> To be able to make an educated decision on your own. Don't read just That's one true. website, though. Make sure you read multiple websites. <laughs> multiple websites, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to just my podcast. Listen to every podcast. See uh, how many. That's right. see, oh. see how much information you can get. <laughs> All right, Danny. Well, I appreciate you being on. Um, do you yeah. have any parting wisdom or words of advice uh, that you would like to share with anybody that might be listening today? You know, it's funny that um, I, there's, a, there's a, a message that I always end at, at the end of every single thing that I ever post. And, um, and I always tell everyone, you know, always love yourself and just be you. I like and it. I think that's, and I think that's the way we should live. Just always love yourself and be you. I like that. All right, you guys heard it from Danny. Always love yourself and just be you. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to hear more amazing stories like Danny's. And to share your own story, you can reach me on Instagram at trans underscore connections underscore podcast or transconnectionspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Trans Connections Podcast.